Welcome to the Cricket's Sidecar, where we go a little further into a story of note with the person who wrote it. I'm Chris McGinn, the lifestyle editor here at the Manchester Cricket, and today we have Hannah Harlow, the owner of the bookshop of Beverly Farms and a wonderful writer for the Cricket. Bi-monthly, she shares her ideas about books we should be reading or just things we should be thinking about in her column called Shop Thoughts. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Excited to be here. Yeah. And especially today because, you know, we we enjoy hearing about your column, but something really special happened this past week, which is you recently hosted a panel. Why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I've been volunteering with the Newburyport Literary Festival for a number of years now. And um, every once in a while, I get to moderate a panel at the festival. So the festival this year had over 100 authors. There were, you know, two and a half days of events. It was crazy. And the panel I hosted was called Authors Who Own Bookstores. Right. And it was um, really cool. We had three amazing writers who also own bookstores. And they were Ann Patchett, who wow. we all know and wow. love. She's written a number of amazing books, most recently The Dutch House. Um, she owns a bookstore in Nashville, Tennessee called Parnassus Books. Um, we also had Kelly Link, who writes these amazing short stories. Um, she has a number of collections, most recently uh, Get in Trouble. And she owns a bookstore in East Hampton, Massachusetts called Book Moon. Right. And finally, we had Alex George, who owns a bookstore called Skylark Books in Missouri, in right, Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. And his most recent book is called The Paris Hours. And they're all incredible. So we had like a, a really great chat. Super. And what I love is that you you sort of had the opportunity with this particular festival, because I know you volunteer a lot of time, and it was also remote to be able to put together kind of your dream panel. And exactly. tell me about that. So, you know, the, the secret here is that we've been inviting Ann Patchett to the festival for many years. Uh. But this year when we wrote... And I sort of gave this impassioned plea about, you know, independent bookstores and um, books and blah, blah, blah. And she wrote back and said, yes. And we were all like, oh, my God, just freaking out. Um, And she said, to be honest, you know, I just I don't really like traveling for festivals. But now that we're remote, I'd love to join you. And we were so thrilled. And then we were like, well, and, and this was the case with many of the events. We were just sky's the limit. It's a virtual festival. Let's just see who we can get. Like, author events are crazy right now. Publishers can't send their authors out on tour. Authors, you know, they want to get as much publicity as they can, and it's it's harder these days. So people were willing to join us, you know, and, and it's a less of a time commitment for them. Absolutely. It's so, so easy. And for the festival that I know is run completely on donations and volunteer hours, you could finally afford to have everybody come yes. in from anywhere. Yes. It's, 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 I wonder if even moving forward, it's kind of a... A way to do things when you know the, the sort of it would be nicer to see people in person but if it's not possible when we're right yeah I wonder you know we haven't started talking about next right. year yet we're all still relaxing a little bit after right. finishing a whirlwind weekend but yeah I think that's going to be on the table is how do you do a hybrid festival or at least one or two events so that people can also join us from everywhere, you know? Absolutely. Oh, every... that's true too, right? On both sides. Yeah, exactly. Super. I loved your little bit where you talked about all the questions sort of as a book as a bookstore owner that you wanted to ask, and then you had to sort of rein them in for the rest of us who might not know all the jargon and all the like point of sales, you know, sort of equipment and things like that. But you did end up asking, I think, some, some really, really wonderful questions. And you said you got some unexpected answers. Yeah, I did have to rein myself in. I, you know, 
I don't think of myself as being super jargony because I've always sort of hate jargon with other pe- from other people. Right. But I was running my questions by my husband and he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's someone like he's been around, you know, we've been together for a while. Right. Like I he's talk about these things. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, so I keep having to remind myself, not everyone has been worked in publishing for 20 years. And, you know, what is and not everyone else is a bookstore owner. You know, I'm really coming at this from a bookstore owner perspective. And I, I do write, too. But it was more about, you know, bookstore owning is new for me. So I had lots of those kind of questions. Right. But most people are not bookstore owners. So I did try to Turns focus out. too on the, the books and the reading portion of it. So yeah, I mean, there, I did not, I'd done my research on the panelists, but there were a lot of surprises too. Even why I was actually surprised that of the panelists two came into it because they saw gaps. Exactly. That's, I, I had no have, idea. Uh, yeah. I would not, I would not have guessed that or, right. you know, that, that this was a dream as a writer. And then you ask these great questions about sort of balancing. I mean, I'm guessing that, that you work, you know, crazy hours making it go and they are writing short story collections or novels on the side and balancing those two things. So what were, right. what were some of the answers that seemed unexpected? The first one was Alex and Anne had both sort of filled gaps. And it's funny because when I bought my store, so many people said to me, has this been a lifelong dream? Like you, they couldn't really wrap their heads around it being anything but that. Like, why would you buy a bookstore where you're clearly not going to like make a ton of money? Uh, you left this corporate job where you're probably doing better right you know so it was like help us understand this must be a lifelong dream (laughs) it's like maybe not lifelong like yes a long time I said it's been a long time dream um so when you when you know talking to Anne and Alex who both said that they were just you know filling gaps that they felt like they had to step up because the community needed it you know that's interesting because it it's a big sacrifice you make in terms of time and money Absolutely, especially when you are also, you know, you right. full-time writer. I mean, that I, I, I loved that, actually. It was sort of, it's like if you see something, do something about it. Yeah. And, and what a beautiful solution. But Yeah. The other thing I loved, and I, I mean, I think I probably knew that Anne's not working in the store day to day, but she said very, you know, frankly, I don't work in the store. I am like the money person. I am like the benevolent godmother here. And I am the advocate. And she is an amazing advocate for independent bookstores and she's done a ton of work, um, you know, on behalf of her own bookstore, but but all of the independent bookstores across the country. She's volunteered a ton of time, and you know, she's amazing. So Excellent. I think Excellent. she said, "I'm like Julia Roberts for Lancome, or <laughs> like, uh, right. I am the face. I'm the spokesperson for independent yes, bookstores, and, I, and I also love that. an incredibly famous author. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> but you is she the one that gave you this tip about um, audiobooks? That that there's this this way to listen to audiobooks where all the money goes to independent bookstores. Yeah. Well, I knew about it. We work um, our the bookshop of Beverly Farms works with Libro okay. FM, so okay. that's. Uh, an audiobook company that is very similar to Audible. You get the same kind of terms. You can do a monthly subscription or you can buy audiobooks individually, but you can, you know, attach your order to a bookstore. So if you kind of order through through our storefront, say, or through the link that we give you, we would get a portion of those sales. Lots of indies work with them. Okay. It was great because before we started the panel, we were all in the kind of green room chatting with the panelists, and I noticed that Alex was wearing a Libro FM t-shirt, which I had worn the day before for Independent Bookstore Day, because it says, you know, shop local bookstores. Okay. 
And um, so we had kind of chatted about that. And then this question came through from the audience of like, well, if, what, if we love audiobooks, is there a way for us to support indie bookstores? And I was like, perfect. I know Alex knows about this. He's wearing the t-shirt. I realized like you had mentioned at the end of your article that we will be able to watch this panel. Yes. So it, it's on something with Facebook, but then actually the, the festival itself will be hosting sort of a way yes. for us to do that. So right now, festival members are downloading every event that was hosted because they were all hosted on Zoom and they were all recorded. Perfect. So we're downloading all of them and they will be posted, I believe, on the, the festival's YouTube channel, but, you know, accessible through the festival's website, which is NewburyportLiteraryFestival.org. So awesome. we just need a, kind of a week or two to get those all I can't wait up to on the see internet. It. I can't yeah. wait to see it. And I can't wait for, you know, I'll plug it for next year when Hannah hosts another panel because <laughs> this sounded very cool and very much like you curated this this was specific to you and look what we all yeah I wouldn't have ever known so thank you for putting it together and thanks for writing about it at the cricket well thanks for having me thank you for listening to this episode of sidecar to hear more cape ann stories like these subscribe to the sidecar podcast from the cricket.com on your favorite podcasting platform